Welcome to the Drunkard's Book Club, where books are just for school, where book clubs are just for women, and beer makes everything better. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jenny. And we're the Drunk Guys. And this week, we are reading A Wrinkle in Time by Madeline Langle. And we're going to start with the beer that Jimmy brought. This is a limited beer from Stone called Inevitable Adventure Double IPA. Which I is like adventures. Double IPA with Laurel and Dr. Rudy. It says 8.9% alcohol. I have no idea what that means. I have fucking no idea. Is it, that like Laurel and Hardy, but one went to school? I think I think <laughs> it's Hardy's much more accomplished brother. <laughs> <laughs> they are two types of hops, brand name hops. And that smells like some serious dankness. Ooh. Citrus. Tastes like an IPA. Yeah. Almost like a minty flavor in there. I don't have that. Something, I don't know what it is. Maybe that's not the right word. But it's, got a, it's got a crispness to it. Christmas. Crisp, March. Crispness. Christmas? Like Jesus' birthday? We'll talk about that later in this book. Jesus? There's no Jesus in this book until most of it. Until like page four. It's got zest and chutzpah. Chutzpah? It's got fucking chutzpah. <laughs> it's a good beer. I, I've never seen this at the store on a shelf. I never had it either until I got it. It was inevitable. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> it was meant to be. So why did you pick like this for this Like Jesus. Because uh, they go on an adventure. And apparently it was inevitable. Because if they didn't, the whole... Be a uh, the, shorter the, book. the whole end of time and space would occur unless these kids beat the bad guy. Which is the black thing. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. called that. So they go on an adventure. Who is this they in this book? Who are the characters? Some children. Yeah, exactly. Some children. children. I mean, the main one is Meg, who's like 13. She doesn't feel like she fits in at school. The, well, she has a younger younger siblings, which are twins, but they don't really do anything. They don't matter they don't at go all. They're just kind of there. Yeah. Yep. And then it's like Sam and Eric. And then <laughs> they, uh, oh, sorry, we already did. That's next week, man. Yeah. Or that's, that's next week. Three weeks from now. Will yeah. be. We test her active. Come back here and record this. <laughs> and then uh, her younger, much, much He's younger, like half her age, much yeah. more psychic sibling. <laughs> yes, named Charles Wallace. Yeah. Two names because he's British as fuck. He sounds like a news reporter. Like in the evening news with Charles Wallace. But that's like his first names. He's got a last name too. Murray or something like that. Murray, yeah. Charles Wallace Murray. See, I always thought George Wallace every time it said the name of the book. Different dude. Very different Apologies. dude. George yeah. Wallace was not a six-year-old psychic. <laughs> Hopefully not. I mean, you never know. Right. The, the child is not only like weirdly psychic, but he's also extremely precocious in you know, the way he speaks. Like he would use the word precocious even yeah. though he's fucking six. He does it several times in the book. He's like, I use the word, you know, you know perspicacious mother. That means you know, sticking to things. Or I learned that word today. Like he's a super... Brilliant little child. He should have been, if he lived in another time, he would have ended up at battle school yep. <laughs> learning how to fight the buggers. How to stomp other kids to death. But no, instead he just hangs out and he eats fucking hot chocolate with a homeless woman. <laughs> I mean, you know, similar. Similar times. This is like economies of scale. <laughs> so That's not a thing that applies at all. It totally does. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> well, food economies of scale. I was trying to think of another term, but I couldn't, so I just plugged in should one make, that almost should make more cheese puns? We can make more cheese puns about this book. Or we'll make... Cheese puns about another book in the future, today, in the past. <laughs> what? Because that was that's not yet. That hasn't happened yet. I, don't, I never know. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> Meg and George Wallace, they, <laughs> their their father uh, is missing. So so they, I don't know. They have like weird stuff at school. He's been and gone for a while. He's been gone for at least a year. And of course, everybody in town 
thinks that he just ran off with some other woman. I thought that they thought he was dead. No, they think he just abandoned the family. Didn't yeah. they? Isn't he like a government agent? Yeah, but nobody knows. He's like a scientist. He's His a scientist. Parents are scientists. You don't really but find their out. Parents are scientists. You don't find out till later that he worked for NASA at Cape Canaveral doing special NASA science. Uh, yeah, special I'm, I'm science. Are the kids in this American or British? American. They are. They, American. they are American. Though I was also thinking as they I was reading it that it sounded very British. British. Vibe. No American yeah, for sure. parent would name a child Charles Wallace. Well, if they were Southern. Yeah. No. It's going to be Chucky Dubs. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl. Daryl. <laughs> Chucky Dubs. Daryl. I knew the whole time they were American. I guess I, I just I guess I just assumed they were British for no reason. No, I got the British vibe, too. It definitely okay. felt British. Well, Even well, though that's... once they finally started like naming places, it was like, oh, no, that's definitely the United States. Right, so both parents are scientists. And they do science. Real good. And they do science real good. Sometimes at home and sometimes at work they do science. It's oh, man. Both places? Like the mom is doing a science experiment so she can't make dinner right away. She has to do science. Can't wait, science kids. Room. I've got science going on. It's like fucking no explanation. Like, I have to finish this experiment, children. Like, what are you doing? You want to just see, like, what is more absorbent, a cotton ball or a paper towel? Like, what kind of science experiment could you be doing well, in your I... kitchen? Yeah, physics? No way. And yet the parents are working on Fucking time inter- travel. interdimensional <laughs> travel. Yeah, interdimensional time travel. Uh, yeah. I just have enough Skittles on this folding, balance beam. S- folding space time through Rice Krispie Treats. <laughs> Making a, uh, a baking soda volcano that will take me to another dimension. With flavor. So the kids are, you know, the oldest daughter is the, only, is the one that really shows the stress of not having a dad around. And the other kids, who are all boys, don't really care. The little one never really doesn't really remember the dad, but he psychically knows everything. And the twins are paper-thin characters who don't matter whatsoever. Mm-hmm. They're essentially meaningless. And the mom is also pretty meaningless, too. She doesn't do a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. And Charles Wallace then brings home some friends. Oprah. She bring, uh, I, I don't know that it's Oprah. I feel like Oprah's probably the one that's the most powerful one who's always phasing in and out. She's going to give up screen time? Yeah, they probably couldn't afford as much Oprah screen time. So he brings home this bag lady... Who's yeah. panhandling. In the middle of a hurricane. And she comes in and she like takes her boots off and dumps water out of them. And she's like a she's a she's a bag lady. She but she's bags. A, she's a magical bag lady. Like she's wearing like eight different garments that don't match and she looks like she just she has like a sheet wrapped around she her. She just got back from Burning Man. And she she has like, Oh, let me come in and the mom's like, Oh, let me make you a sandwich and a hot chocolate and this woman just dumps water out of her boots That's and then I leaves. Do when my six year old brings home strangers. Let me make you a sandwich, strange old lady hanging out with a six-year-old. Do you know hang out with Mrs. Them? What's it? Yeah, that's not a that's not a suspicious name. I think it's Dutch. <laughs> She's like a magical Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, hello, children. <laughs> Just Charles Wallace. And that's oh, no. oh no! Oh, and then it hangs itself. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> that just—it was the abruptness. It was the abruptness. Yeah, like that you know famous Robin Williams TV show. Morgan Mindy. There you go. What were we talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Mrs. Uh, she, he, brings a homeless, he brings home a homeless lady. Yes, in the middle of the storm. And mom is like, well, I was up already. Bring that bum into the house. I was doing science, squirts. <laughs> I was doing some late night science. So bring that, bring him in. Bring whoever you got. That person, we can't even see their face. They're just wrapped up in cheesecloth and fucking garments that they stole from people's clotheslines. Let them come into my house, where it's just me and a bunch of children. This is safe it's in the 1950s. When did you write this? 
1962. Okay. Oh, all right. Yeah. I'm not far off. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, wait, hold on. 1962, yeah. All right. And so it's 8,000 sequels. I think there are three, three sequels. She didn't, she didn't enter the game this shit. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> I've not read any of the sequels, and... I don't think I ever will. I don't have any intention of doing it right now, either. Unless I have, like, a really long I want to know what happens movement. to the black thing. We'll get to the black thing. Let's get to a beer first. Well, since you mentioned the black thing, let's have this beer. Yes, I trust you. You tell us about the the villain of the book is the black thing. Which is pretty racist. It's, it's before the Civil Rights Act this book came out. So this is Magic Hat, Heart of Darkness Stout. It is a limited run. I don't really know anything else about it. It is a pretty dark brown. Ruby Notes. Say ruby? Ruby, yeah. If you look at it in the guest of light, there's like a kind of hint of... Oh, I always heard of like notes as like flavors. Like, what the fuck does a ruby taste like? Wealth. This tastes like diamonds. It says Heart of Darkness. It's like a, a diabolically stout. delicious stout with a silky, full-bodied mouthful, mouthfeel swirling around a dreamlike undercurrent of bittersweet chocolate from deep roasted malts. Man, I don't want any of those things. I don't need them to give me more copy on the beer. I want to actually know what's in it. All of that was just ad language. Yep. There's nothing here like, we made it with this malt, and we aged it in the belly of a whale, or like any of the other crap. You want crap. the spreadsheet version. I just want to know what it is. I don't need, like, we've already, we already have the bottle. I guess in the store, you don't necessarily purchase it before you read that, but you don't need to tell me this is the best beer. It tastes like a stout. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. sweet. Not, not, not as heavy as other ones, but, yeah. It's nicely balanced out. Yeah. There's nothing too okay. sweet about it, too bitter about it. Uh, sometimes stouts, especially the ones that aren't the like imperial stouts, I find have way too strong of like a burnt coffee flavor or a burnt dark chocolate kind like of flavor. I don't like that. And I don't dig that either. This does not have that. This is a pretty solid session stout, I suppose, right? Because this is not particularly strong. Just pound a bunch of stouts. I mean, pounding a bunch of stouts is never a good idea, but pounding imperial stouts is a terrible idea. Having a few of these won't kill you, whereas having a few of the beers we're going to have later might. Mm-hmm. So the black thing is the bad thing in the, the enemy. And it's we're, a, we're years away from that point. It, yeah. yeah we but we just, we just needed more beer. Yeah, for sure. And the other ones weren't, it wasn't time for yet. So anyway, after the storm, Meg and Charles Wallace meet up with the popular boy at school, who's Meg's age, named Calvin O'Keefe. Calvin O'Keefe. And they go out to Mrs. What's-It's shack in the woods. <laughs> Unaccompanied on yeah. one of their little strolls. Things were different back in the day. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. homeless people still had houses. That's true. <laughs> She's squatting in this house in rural wherever the hell they live. Yeah, because they they live kind of out in the woods, like they're not in the middle of a city. Yeah, and then so anyway, they go out to this uh, old lady's shack, and turns out the old lady is not who she seems. And it's they... a man. <laughs> <laughs> That's your mother. It's, it's Robin Williams, baby. Yeah, in the closet. And then in the shack, they what somehow they this is where the tesseract comes in. I can't exactly remember. Oh, the, tes- the t- tesseract is like a word that a the few kids few things are, like. are actually explained as, in this book. It's always just like, oh, it's because this. Like, all right, well, there because was a little magic. Bit, but it's like the worst it's science we, fiction explanation. We have explanation. the thing because that's what does. You know, they try and explain things the way any science fiction book kind of does, except this does it worse. Well, science fiction books always try to def- describe things in a way where y- there's not enough details that you can call bullshit on them. It sounds plausible enough yeah, that you would go, okay, I'll just pretend that's a real thing. That works for this where circumstance. This one is just sort suspension of, of disbelief. It's just less good at that. This, this one, the Tesseract, is the ability to travel tremendous distances in space. 
like to teleport. Yeah, essentially teleport. Yeah. By forming the, a wrinkle is, in time. This is the children's version of Event Horizon. <laughs> what a fucking obscure movie to reference. It fold, it folds time and space, so it becomes a single. But then, like the devil comes out well, into they, your they, ship. They, they go to hell, certainly, or a hell dimension. Except in this, they go to a planet outside where the black thing runs things, which is, you know, similar. <laughs> Except people are very orderly; they don't tear your eyes. Well, it's like I mean, it is. It has. Well, we'll talk about the black thing. But so anyway, they, they end up on this planet. other weird planet, and they end up finding out that Mrs. What's It and her other weird bag lady friends. Who's it and? Why and Mrs. It? Why do you smell so bad? <laughs> and Mrs. What the fuck did you spill on yourself? Okay, they're and real Mrs. Names are. Shits it pants. <laughs> shits it. It's shits it. Mrs. Shits it. It shits it. Mrs. What's it? Mrs. Who? And Mrs. Shits it. And Mrs. Witch. But it's not witch is in a not not the wicked witch of the West. Mrs. Witch. Witch. As in witch. The, the, demon, witch. the interrogative adjective adverb whatever that is, whatever witch is. Question word. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, that's that what one. we said. Mrs. Who, Mrs. What's It, and Mrs. Smells Like a Dead Hobo. <laughs> They're not just dead hobo ladies. Yeah. Turns out. They're alive. They? They're Turns stars. They're stars. Former stars. And not like movie stars. <laughs> right, like now they're on Hollywood Squares. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Former stars. They're not just on the seat list. They're on uh, Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> no, they actually went supernova in order to... Stop the black thing. Yeah, stop the black thing. Oh, my God. Did, now they, did they champagne supernova? And now they're what? They gushed all over them. And, and anyway, Splooge. now they're like half, like centaur? No, they're oh, not they half get, centaur. They, they, they can centaur. change centaur. forms all the time. Yeah, okay. They just kind of do what they want at that point. It's Once dumb. you've been a star, everything else is really a downgrade. Right. <laughs> like I can create planets, yeah. or I could be a pony. Horse pony thing, man. Yeah. Horseman pony. Horseman pony. Well, Horsewoman pony. I realize we should have opened this beer first. So I'm just going to open it now. Because it has fucking virtually no connection to the book. Except it's the name of their dog. <laughs> <laughs> they have a dog in this book? Fortinbras, yeah. Fortinbras. Well, they name their dog Fortinbras? For short, they call the dog Fort sometimes. And that's book, this beer is called Fort. Close enough. Yeah, that's actually that's that's a just, better connection than most of these. Well, Fort I bought really just because I've had it several times and it's fucking awesome. It's a dogfish head uh, beer that's... North of 15% alcohol. They don't tell you exactly oh on the label. God, They don't tell you? No, they don't. They're ha- not sure? They apparently don't, they don't have to tell you at a certain <laughs> point. If it's too strong, they don't have to tell you how much alcohol is Appar- in it. That's what I was, I was trying that to find. That is a weird like, rule. I don't know why. I guess because it's also like 12 or $14 a bottle. It's not the sort of thing where people are just going to buy a six-pack of it. And drink it in one night. Right. I mean, that's a terrible idea. So it's a, it, what does it say on this? Brewed with raspberry juice. It certainly smells like it. I don't like that. But I don't like raspberries, though. If it wasn't raspberries, it'd be great. But that's the least good berry. <laughs> that's below chuckberry, strawberries. <laughs> Chokeberries? Daryl strawberry. <laughs> Daryl strawberry. <laughs> berry Gordy. Wow. <laughs> that's good. I was trying to think of another berry. Berry White. Berry, berry Manilow. Yogi you Berry. Nogi Berry. Let's <laughs> pull all those. Boo Berry, the cereal, and Frankenberry. No, those are better than this. No, <coughs> this might be better than that. I don't actually know. I've never had those. They taste like every other fucking breakfast cereal. That's yeah, true. They taste like sugar, wheat, and capitalism. Mm. What do you think of this, Nate? Not a fan, I have to say. Too strong for me you're right not, now. You're not a raspberry fan or After the alcohol percentage fan? I like raspberries <laughs> a lot. This beer is just too, like... Uh, That's true. If I hadn't had another 20 beers today, this <laughs> would might be better, but... yeah. The raspberry is not doing it for me. 
I don't know. I feel like this is, is does not taste like a beer. I think it's it a really like interesting beer. The, the beer we had months ago called Is This Beer was a way better raspberry beer than this. You know, I had that again later. Like, I was at the store and I got another one. And we had it. And we're just like, it's, it's more, it's bizarre. Oh, like, yeah. by itself. Mm-hmm. The Swift thing, it's just like, it's something you want to have occasionally, but never more than half of one. I think the same applies to this beer. Well, half of one of I've this had is this like nine beers anyway. I've had this might be the fourth bottle I've had in my life of this. I, mean, I don't really have it often. I feel like it's it's good. I just don't like raspberry, <laughs> so that is really it's harsh on my buzz. Literally. <laughs> I hear you. All right, I could dig that. I could dig that. Well, the rest of it is fine. So they have a dog. He's in one scene of the book. What and this is, beer what is, is the same beer as that dog. Is this like a is that a thing? I don't know. It's like a reference to something. Character in Hamlet. Yeah, it's like a th- it's like a reference to something. It can't possibly be important to them in the book because he's in one scene. No, but it's like, look yeah. how clever this reference is kind of thing. I, mean, I know someone who named their cat Herodotus. People name their pets stupid things. We had a friend that named his cat Chairman Meow. Well, that's a brilliant name. <laughs> you have to do that. That's, that's, a, that's a given. That's brilliant. I mean, that's I can't stupid. think of a better communist Chinese dictator name for a cat than Chairman <laughs> Meow. <laughs> it's, a, it's a given. If it was a monkey, we'd say that's a given. <laughs> Uh, just thought that. That's all I have. We can go back to the book now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, anyway, meets the three ladies, or stars. Star ladies. Star ladies, named Mrs. Porn stars? What? <laughs> named but stars. Sorry, the only person, the only job in the world where you put star in your name is when you're a porn star. You know how you can make one porn movie and you're a porn star? Isn't that weird? Like, the bar, like, their self-esteem is so low. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's it's kind of implied. All right, so I just point out. <laughs> just, just I want to see if anyone else knows that. Sometimes you don't I've just never you, thought about it. You're not a movie star after one indie film. Let's just say. Yeah, right. Oh, this movie star was in you know. This wow, you were in a Sundance performance. Star. Put what inside of you? Star. One takes more dedication. That's true. One takes more. <laughs> dedication is the name of a brand of dildos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to keep drinking this because that was $14 a bottle. I'm going to drink that whole fucking thing. I will not waste that. I will regret it later, but not now. Okay, so anyway. Well, what is Fortin Ross, though? Like, it's he's a, a dog. Oh, he's dog. He's he's a, I know he's the dog in this book. He's a character piece of in shit Hamlet. book. But is he important in Hamlet? Does he do anything? He's the one that comes in and actually like takes over Denmark because everyone else is dead. I've Spoiler. Actually, I've never read Hamlet or well, watched it or experienced he it. Is not in, he's, he's, not in the, he's not in at all until the very end, but because everyone else is dead, he's sort of like, well, looks like I own Denmark now. That's how diplomacy works. no one mm-hmm. noticed. <laughs> Fuck Denmark. Those Danes. I wonder if by the end of the Wrinkle in Time books that happens, like all the children die and the dog takes it's over. Not Chronicles of Narnia. <laughs> <laughs> that's the last, that's the fourth book. The dog just... The dog becomes king. It would be better than that. Actually, I would like that more. Be a better book, yeah. So they go across time and space. As I was saying, yeah, they go across time and space, and then they meet the three... With a mission. A horse ladies. But they don't know the mission yet. Yeah. So this is when they learn the mission. So they learn that all these three ladies used to be stars. They tell them, they like... Well, in the, they in tell the them because... They, they want to destroy the black It's got to be you, but they don't tell them why. And yeah. they don't tell them what. They just say, you are the ones that are going to do this and fix it's, it. No one can do it and but you. And we it. cannot. Even though we can travel through space and time and change and form, and we used to be stars. fucking stars. But, but you we, can do it all. But you yeah. can't, you know, each one of you has a secret power. 
But some of them, some of them are not actual powers. Just like you're really determined. Like that's not a power. What? What? Fuck you. He he's psychic, and I'm just really determined. So wait. Anyway, the idea is (laughs) that to defeat the black thing, who is taking over. Earth and, and all universe. of the universe. It's not just really. Well, different it's planets. Like, I forgot what. Yeah. The planets have stupid names. They're like, she fucking punched the keyboard and like that's the planet. Camazots. Yeah. That's the one I go to a bunch of times. And there's another planet, the one with the squid people. That has a name too, right? You're probably right. Zarflon. They have like stupid names. That sound like 1950s sci-fi planets. Yeah. Anyway. Gorgon Plex Two, and so they are. So the children are told that they need to go do this thing to go defeat the black thing. I don't know. I don't quite get it either. But anyway, so they end up. So the kids end up on the planet Camazot, Cam- yeah, the planet Camembert, <laughs> on this one planet. <clears throat> the sort of big giant brain thing, just called it, I think, has it's sort cl- of it's Pennywise the clown. Yeah, that was the idea. <laughs> um, That's very extreme. So every single, like, thing or all the people on this planet are completely, everything's identical. Everything's exactly the same because they've been taken over by it. The soul-crushing bureaucratic thing. Yeah. It's kind of like a planet-wide sameism. Sameness? Like uh, the giver? Yeah, but more, even more extreme. Well, there's this. Like all the balls bounce at the same time. and Except for that one kid who fucks it up. And then the mom snatches him back into the house. He gets, he gets lectured aborted. Jeez. 17th trimester. Not too late. Where's the coat hanger? So they get to this other planet, and the witches are like, this planet has given in to the black thing. Yeah. And you are going to help save your father, ultimately. You got to like defeat the black thing. And they go to this planet, and it, it's a planet that remarkably looks exactly like Earth and has people that look like human beings or creatures that look like human beings that live in houses and do the exact same things human beings do. It's fucking stupid already for a sci-fi book. Mm-hmm. And the kids go, and they're like, the, the witch ladies, the star, star ladies go, we can only go with you this far, and then here are some clues. Take the glasses and use them when you need them. Charles Wallace, trust yourself, but not so much. And Queefer, uh, whatever his name is, you go and use your powers, and it'll be great. And so the kids go into the town or the, into the wherever the fuck it is, and they see places that look like a suburban nightmare where everything is identical and everybody's like lockstep. Like, this is so strange. Why are the children bouncing the balls at the same time? And then they see one kid who fucks it up, and then they, they want to ask a question. And of course, the mother's like, no, we do not make any mistakes here. And so then they f- keep going down the road and they get to the town proper, and they see some like bureaucratic building that is bustling with activity, and they go into that. And eventually, they are led into meeting with it, the big brain that controls the whole planet. And it is the man with red eyes, is this mm. guy sitting on a throne, essentially, who mentally, inter- you know, psychically interrogates them. And it's dumb. This part really reminded me of a really weird Wizard of Oz. Yeah, it was definitely very Wizard of Oz. Yeah. But, like, scarier. Very, you know, trying to be scarier. I could see that. I mean, the whole, like, like, the room they were in Mm -hmm. was very reminiscent of the room with the wizard. Well, they're in a room that has, like, they have to walk past a bajillion computers. They go there, and the kids have been warned about shit, and they immediately forget those things. Yeah, I feel like there was, like, six pages between the warnings about don't do these things, and they do all those things. The The most important thing is, hey, Charles Wallace, you don't know everything. You're fucking six. Yeah. And then he's like, no, no, I got this. 
I got it all, guys. I'm going to let... So the whole time they're talking to the, to the it... The it guy, whatever the fuck you call him. It's called it, yeah. But like the man with the red eyes. Is, like he, the, is he like the personification of the black thing or just like an ambassador? It's a good question. I'm not really sure. Like, it's never really explained. There's a body there in front of them, but they know that the body isn't really the thing. Like, there's a guy there. And he's, he's, an, as, he's like an avatar. Yeah, he kind of like smiles at times and looks. No, it's not a blue cat person with a ponytail vagina. They have this... Ponytail vagina? Yeah, they have like that little thing and they like connected it to each other and it's... Right, 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 right. Okay. Yeah. Was, I, uh, yeah. That, I mean, just that phrase conjures up images I wasn't prepared for. Oh. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. Well, yeah, I'm ready now. So they have uh, this this thing there that they're talking to, but they're not really even talking. It's all in their heads. Like, it's really like telepathically. Mm-hmm. And Charles Wallace is like, I've got this. I will talk to him without protecting us because I have psychic powers. So he's going in raw? He's going to go in raw. And what happens? <laughs> he's immediately engulfed in brain hepatitis. And he gets immediately, <laughs> he gets... Mind controlled. He's got six year old syphilis. He's got brain aids. <laughs> they broke down his immune system immediately. He's got this hiv of the cerebellum. They punctured his shield. <laughs> and then the kid is now, he goes from being the weird little psychic child that he was to now he's a stooge of the, uh, he's a, of he's the hive. A, he's part of the hive. And he's like, no, we want to go with them, O'Queef <laughs> and Meg and whatever your like, stupid name is. I, I think this is one of the parts where, like, the book just falls apart in terms of, like... You mean besides page one? I mean, besides page one. But just, like, in terms of, like... The first few pages are fine. Children's, like, it becomes almost too childish. Like, it goes from, like, a young adult book to a a picture book in terms of simplicity and stupid shit. Well, that's interesting. Drink the beer. It's interesting you say that because, Nate, you brought this? Yes, I did. Oh, I just just got my face. Which I think is appropriate to bring up now. This beer is called Paradox Pilsner. Kind of summarizes a lot of the fucking book. Yeah. So I, I mean, I just read the book, and I still did you never have read no it as a kid. I, so that's the thing. I was going to talk about this later. I did read it as a kid, except I know for sure, if I really did read it as a kid, I had no fucking idea what was going on. Yeah. I like. I know I read it as I a read, kid, but I don't remember any of it until too. I read it this time. I read it like, last week. I remembered zero percent. Zero. I remembered the word tesseract. I didn't remember even that. I read zero percent of it until I was about twenty-six years old. I, I read it. Did you read it again in 26? I, re- I only read it for the first time when I was in my 20s. And then I read it again last week. Yeah. I could was, have read something else instead. I mean, the, the cover image has haunted my entire life. I wanted to read it so badly as a kid. I knew it would be so cool. Right? Yeah. So we had like, the fucking, like, of all books on earth, this had the sweetest cover that has ever been invented. I, Hands down, there will never be a close second. Do you know what cover we're talking about? Because no, I know exactly. No there's a cover. It's, like, it's it looks like it's like a mountain amazing. with a centaur there, and the, there's a moon the, with a the face centaur in it. with the wings. Wing, yeah, and it looks like like a child's version of an acid trip. It's none of those no. things. It's none of those. Okay. Just Google like, image search. Yeah, yeah, like Google image search. Fucking wrinkle in time Wrangling covers. Balls. And like I remember seeing this in every every library I ever went in, mm-hmm. ever. The book cover. Yeah, book, get do, do book cover. I don't want to see no movie pictures. I don't see this shit. Just do book covers because this is all. This is literally, every one of those is a movie. This one, yeah, second one, yeah. this one right here. Isn't, oh, it's okay. that shit is. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I will never ever forget that. It's like Zordon plus Centaur wings. Yeah, that was the fucking coolest thing. And I was like, I need and to know that what this w- book is. This book cover is one thousand times as cool as the book. So uh, the reason why I picked this beer, I mean, besides, it's probably kind of obvious at this point. So I technically read it when I was a kid. I know I had no idea what was going on, uh, but then I read it last week. And I still don't know what was going on. Oh, no. And yeah. so that's why it's a paradox. Secondly, 
there's a lot of like weird, it's strangely specific about some of the weird science shit that it puts in the book. Like it actually tries to explain what a tesseract is by folding five dimensional space time. And that's how they're able to travel through space and time. And that would totally create a time space paradox. So that's why. What I, the I fuck is five dimensional space time? It's, it's, it's geometry. It's beyond us. It's beyond, it's us, it's beyond us right now and yeah, also sure. all the other times. It's, I mean, I can't have a, I mean, I could, I could barely grasp three dimensions. I mean, well, fourth dimension is time. Except in string theory when there's like 11 dimensions. There are, there are 11 dimensions, but it's like beyond our concept most of, of what, knowing what things are. Most of them are so small, they don't matter at all. <laughs> like a baby width. <laughs> Teensy length. I mean, do you want to get into it? I, I can't. I think that I even no if we idea. wanted to, we couldn't. I'm just going to say silly things. I don't know what it means. So here, here's an analogy. Imagine an ant walking across a piece of paper, right? It would, take, it would take a certain amount of time to go from one side to the other. But what if somebody, like a human, took the piece of paper and folded it this so is still that the ant horizon. could... Oh, yeah, for sure. No, no, all, all that shit. And so the ant could just walk from quickly from one side to the other because it was folded over. Now imagine that same kind of thing happened, but instead of a t- sort of like two-dimensional piece of paper gets folded in, in its third dimension to get the ant from one side to the other. Instead, it's four, well, three-dimensional space, but it's actually four-dimensional space because there's three dimensions of space and one dimension of time. And it's folded over into the fifth dimension so that you can actually connect long, t- like far away pieces of space into, and so they're right next to each other. So you can just travel right across. Where it's like a wormhole. Fucking, where did that fucking fifth dimension come from? Oh, because this space is, this has all this extra this shit. This is in it. far beyond our understanding I, I, of like. But here's did, what I mean: we did not really successfully. We we passed, but did not understand high school physics. Oh no! I, this I is like well this is well beyond our understanding. I'm like, oh, I yeah, wished sure. with all of my heart that I could understand it because it would be so cool. But I just don't. I, I will never. And than. maybe in some ways it's better that we don't because it's cooler if we don't. It seems right, more, be, it seems be more like magic. You understood it, right? Yeah. There, Lawrence Krauss has a book of like physics for the stupid person. That's not what it's called, but it's basically what it is. Yeah. And I read it, and I, it was great. And every page was like, "That's really cool." And then when it was over, that I don't know anything yet. I could read this again, mm-hmm. and it would all be new. That's also that I fucking that three body problem series that I've been reading. Is a lot of it is like advanced physics shit. It's very hard stuff. I do not understand anything. There's a lot of like unfolding of neutrons in eleven dimension space, and it's like, all right. I mean, I'll try to take your word for it, man, because I don't know what the fuck is going on anymore. A lot of times, though, sci-fi people just fucking name drop particles and stuff, you know? I feel like there's a certain there's a certain amount of making it up and a certain amount of, like, trying to, like, simplify it to the point where you can, like, say this is science and not really mean it. Like, I think the best example is, what was that shitty John Cusack movie at the end of the world? 2012? Uh, I think you mean great John Cusack movie. Uh, film, excuse me. Yeah, film. But 2012, right? Was John Cusack... And I it's definitely yeah. did not. I think it's see 2012. That. It's always driving the limo while the Earth is breaking up. Yeah, but there's a scene early on with like uh, scientists and shit, and they're like, I forget exactly how it works because I've been drinking, but it's like a scientist goes up to another important person. I don't know if it's the president, or, but they're like, Mr. Whoever, this is important. The neutrinos, they're mutating. Yeah, that's not a thing. And then they're like, what? And then like the end of the world. Like, that's, that's not how those work. Yeah, that's th- fucking stupid. That's outside of our realm of understanding time and space and science and It's physics. just like, let me just use a word that sounds like a science word and just say... The neutrinos are... That's, that's, that's just ridiculous, right? All right, so I don't understand what fucking tesseracting is and wrinkles Tesseracting, Tesseracting is the MacGuffin of this book. MacGuffin? That's a good word. MacGuffin. I learned it from Roger Ebert. Well, it's an Alfred Hitchcock word. Oh, all right. Well, I mean, I know, I know he didn't make it up, but I learned I'm it from Roger pretty Ebert. Pretty sure it's a Hitchcock Before his jaw fell off. What and does it mean? he died. A MacGuffin is a thing that exists 
so that a plot can take place. It's what? just it's like a thing that they just invent in the movie or the plot of I, a book. Or I whatever. heard it in reference to the first Transformers movie, where they have the all spark, which is you know the thing that exists that shoots off from Transformers planet and lands on Earth, and without this device that serves the entire nope, movie wouldn't happen. The the movie or book would not exist without this thing being a thing. It's it serves it is just a take it as it is device for which the rest of everything happens. It's so why is it called the MacGuffin? It's a made-up name. I think it's a, I'm sure it originated it a from something. It's a failed McDonald's sandwich. <laughs> it's half camel, the breakfast half MacGuffin. <laughs> it's like a filet of fish with eggs. It's all hump meat. <laughs> but, but it's just... It's a film trope. It's the thing that you most have to s- suspend your disbelief for. If you can get over this thing, yeah. then everything yeah. else is gravy. It's like this exists and I'm going to allow it so that I can enjoy this premise. Every fucking sci-fi book has that. Yeah, 100%. But some are much worse. Some are worse, some are better, some are more extreme, but it is, I mean, every every book has a certain amount of MacGuffin. Some are more realistic than others. True. Well, every, like, sci-fi kind of book I guess MacGuffin only really applies to stuff that's so absurd that you just have to take it as it is. We didn't talk about this beer yet. It's okay. It's fine. It's a pilsner. It's a pilsner, which is a, one of those styles that you have to really like to enjoy. If you're a basic bitch. What does that mean, man? I don't know. I don't know what I mean, well, you, like, you talk about how pilsner is like the most generic genre of beer. Well, it's just like, it's just, I don't you think can't have actually a like fancy pil- You can't have an extreme pilsner. If you took a pilsner and you made some element of it more extreme, it would no longer be a pilsner. Pilsner yeah. is like a delicate thing. Yeah, certainly. It's about it like, to do with, actually, it has nothing to do with basic bitches. Because it's not a pumpkin spice pilsner. What, what's a basic bitch, though? A basic bitch is a person who's only into things that are... Um, I guess you had to, if you had to boil it down, it's someone who's into just the most generic stuff. Like, their favorite show is Friends. <laughs> they love Diet Vanilla. Coke. Yeah, it's just like... They don't... There is, is, there's no discerning... Medium-sized dicks. They love medium-sized dicks. I mean, dudes can also be basic bitches. It's missionary position. No, they do exclusively anal, actually. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> that doesn't seem basic to me. I mean, well, you know. That's like the expansion pack in my experience. Well, maybe, you know, you just don't know what you're into. I've not been into that. <laughs> not because I wasn't into it, but I've just not physically been into it. I feel like the whole basic bitch uh, tro- uh, you know, trope or stereotype has lost its edginess or coolness or humor, <laughs> but they still exist. Well, it totally passed me by because I never heard that before. It was an internet thing. That's because you're very basic to me. Must be him. Super basic bitch. You love friends. I mean, I like friends. It's funny. But it's pretty I don't fucking think it's corny, actually. Art. Oh, it's definitely corny, but it's not bad, necessarily. No, Plenty no. of corny things that are good. Corn. Feeling like corn a bread. freak on a leash. Hey, corn the band. <laughs> I've got dreadlocks. <laughs> I like metal bands where the guy makes warthog noises. That's not that's not my inner muse, my inner goddess working there. Jonathan Davis <laughs> is my sex. I want to grab him by his sex. I don't want to ever touch Jonathan Davis' sex, <laughs> but it will touch you. Yeah, you get a, you get actually a full rash on your hand if you touch Jonathan Davis' sex. <laughs> it's like that movie. It's like the movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman and the <laughs> late great Kevin Spacey, <laughs> rapist extraordinaire. <laughs> He touched those boys, and he died of uh, what Shame. was it in the movie? Was it was um, Ebola? 
Ebola. Yeah. Was it actually Ebola? It was Ebola. It was movie Ebola, yeah. Well, you know... It was instantaneous <laughs> Ebola. Well, there was a book that came out in the 90s, The Hot Zone, yeah. about Ebola. Have you read that book? No. My wife read it, and she was like, this is fucking intense. It's fucking scary. Like, was it a fiction or nonfiction? It was a nonfiction book about Ebola. that came out like 1997, when you know Ebola was fresh off the presses. Yeah. And it's sensational yellow journalist nonsense about how scary Ebola is. Like, if you even look at a person I mean, who really once had Ebola, no. you die. It, okay. It's a pretty disgusting disease. I mean, it's, it, it's pretty hard to sensationalize <laughs> Ebola. I guess you can sensationalize its, uh, its infectiousness, but... No, I mean, you, I understand something yeah. that, like, liquefies you internally. It's pretty mm-hmm. intense. Yeah, you bleed out your, all your holes until you're dead. But it's not going to be like, if you're in the same country as someone with it, you're going to get it. Well, but that's what people still believe. We'll really. give you that one there doctor was, was who had thing... Ebola and went to every borough in the city in <laughs> yeah, one <right>? afternoon. <laughs> he went like, to like he, who goes? Yeah, to, he went bowling. Who goes to Staten Island? He went they bowling. Had to close. <laughs> he, he went everywhere. That guy. It, yep. it was like mm-hmm. Baby's Day Out. It was all over the place. Dude, fucking Baby's Day Out. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> Joe Montana and Joe Pantoliano in their prime. The Double Joe felt feature. Double Joe. You remember Baby's Day Out? Baby's Day Out was no. shit. That is that was like the deepest cut of the human version of Mousetrap. Let's wrap up the plot. Well, actually, let's talk about the, the black thing. Now that we're actually kind of up to the point in the book. There's nothing. Say, I mean, they don't really ever explain well, it. It's, it's just this, this thing. You could see it. It's like this, it was this shadow that covers a planet. And, well, how do you defeat the black thing? Love. Oh, wait. Spoiler. So, all right. They get to the planet Camazots and no, they... We're going to talk about the black thing. Yeah, what's the black thing? What is the black thing? Because then we I get... I don't know. Get, okay. The black thing is just generic evil. It's literally just evil. And what defeats the black thing? Good. And who is the most good? Of course. Jesus. Yeah, they're like, who could do it? Jesus. And I mean, I, I and I'm pretty sure Gandhi? the line was literally like, "Yeah, I know now, Jesus." And, and they're like, "Exactly." And also, Van Gogh Gandhi and, and Buddha Go- and Mozart and Phil Mickelson and <laughs> David Hasselhoff <laughs> and Mandy Patinkin. No, Mandy Patinkin is definitely on the black thing side. <laughs> you ever seen Mandy Patinkin? That guy fucks. <laughs> Charlie Chaplin no. and a young, idealistic Adolf Hitler, not the old one. Like, it's just ridiculous. It's like every famous person existed to fight against uh, otherworldly evil. Like they made art so they could fight back against space Satan. Well, that's why we're going to have to have this next beer because oh. we're going to fight the black thing right now with that's this jet black can. It never sounds good. It, that sentence is never good. Evil twin brewings, even more Jesus. That's so much Jesus. Oh, my God. That is, that is a, a dark. A, oh, my God. That's, that's the blackness. That's black. <laughs> Oh, I'm not even sure why they thing. why would they call it that. Well, we mentioned this in the, the past. Can and we is had black this as shit. I fucking have had a lot of the variations of this. I did we have this one when we did the Handmaid's Tale way back in the day? I think we did. Yeah, we had some of these. We had like Anmas Todo Jesus. <laughs> we had the we the had Spanish several. one. Yeah. Spanish one? Yeah, they had they had because uh, Evil Twin doesn't have its own brewery, or at least they didn't at the time. So they would, you know, just oh, so they're like a McKellar kind of thing. Oh, it's, fuck. it's a fucking God guy's brother. It. Yeah, I, I feel like we talk about this every time. And they. He so they both contracted out. Yeah, and he had some brood in Spain, and it was like instead of whatever the Spanish for even more Jesus is in Spanish, and it was like aún más todo Jesús. Aún, aún. I, I mean, I don't fucking mas. speak. Does that mean Spain? You you lived in Spain for a while. Does that make? Does that sound about right? I don't remember, man. I mean, even it's kind of hard to know My what Spanish even more means. You know, grammar, yeah, like what the function of that is. There's probably no direct translation, or there is, and I don't fucking know. I'm not gonna pretend that I remember. This is a delicious, delicious stout. It's, it's, it's an intense stout. I will definitely I agree just, with that. I just don't... It, like, stouts for me... Like, IPAs, bitter. That's our thing. Sometimes they're cool. Stouts, for me, generally, chocolate or coffee flavor. Not necessarily involved, but, like, both. they've got that vibe. Yeah, or both, yeah. And it's, it's not a flavor I want in beer. Chocolate, I can stand flavor-wise better than coffee, but coffee flavor, I just fucking hate. 
Oh, I, I like this. I think this is a good. This is a nice stout that they make a lot of weird variations on, including one we'll have a little later. God damn it! Right. Because we might not have enough Jesus to get through the end of the book. There's we'll always enough Jesus. For even this book. more, even more Jesus. So the the black thing is bad, and the kids fight the black thing by Psychically. being themselves. And yeah, it was just it was just, and they also find their father. Oh yeah, fuck! They just like he's there, and then they like frozen in a pillar, and I thought. He was frozen in carbonite. No, he was <laughs> in like a, he was in like a, he was in like one of those tubes that vor- like uh, teleport people in Star Trek. So he's like Luke in uh, Empire Strikes Back in the beginning when he's in like the medical tube thing, like floating there, getting after the after the yeah, but without, the, without the liquid. So that's what I picture, like just sitting in one of those. No I think he was he was like frozen in time space or something. But he was he was aware of it in the book because he's like I was about to give in to the black thing, and you see. I, I guess his brain isn't time locked. But he is, I, you know, it's it's fine. who knows. Who knows? It's, it's, it's literally just made up. Well, that's kind of how books work. Yeah, certainly. I mean, I don't fault it for that. I just fault it for being stupid. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, beats in terms head. of like 1960s sci-fi, there is an inherent corniness nowadays. Yeah, some of it's like not if you read it up. in 1960, you'd be like, "Wow, this is incredible." But now it's like, "This is hokey as fuck." Well, but that's because sci-fi, especially more than any other genre, I think has just. Blown up. Well, that's like in terms of like, yeah, it's it's very it's much more timely than other ones. You can have like fiction, like we still read fiction from the 1800s, and it's like, all right, I mean, it's a little time dated, but it's okay. But sci-fi is like, this is dumb. Well, the thing is, when you read fiction that's not sci-fi or fantasy, you look at it as a period thing, and you go, yeah. oh, Pride and Prejudice. This book, but from like some some of those stories, those stories are very like. Aside from the time stuff, they're like kind of like human based, and it's like, oh, you know, those things still happen. And this does original time, like the search for a father through time and space, maybe not, but like the general themes, good versus evil and shit. But sci fi, sometimes it, it tends to, I guess, in terms of like science, the, the hardness or softness of hard sci fi, it gets a little, it ages quicker. I agree, there's a, there's a, there's a limit for how long that will stay fresh. But I think at the same time, science fiction books still adhere to the same handful of basic premises that fiction has, right? It's man versus self, man versus man, man versus nature, or man versus society. Yeah. Everything's going to fall into one of those categories, which are pretty universal tropes. The problem with a lot of science fiction is that it it has a very weak story, and it relies relies on the science to fill it in. I, in the last, like, Two or three years, I've really, really gotten into way more sci-fi. Like I read it all the time now. I never, I was never really into it, but I've read. Sci-fi's fun. It's great. I honestly, I love it now, and I kind of appreciate it more for the world-building aspect of it. And I sometimes like the story can suffer, but it's not as important as it could be to me because they can come with all this other crazy shit, and that's cool. But like, but since since it's heavily based on that, the old stuff can just seem corny. Well, I would argue that good science fiction still has a really good story that is still engaging and and, and still, you know, something you would want to read yeah, even no. when the science part S- feels a little certainly, bit Certainly, certainly it could. But also... And, and if it doesn't do that, maybe I mean, good science fiction. I mean, sci-fi as a genre only began in, what, the 50s? Maybe mm, 40s? No, no you gotta 30s. go back to, like, H.G. Wells and Jules Verne. Mm-hmm. When was that? That's, like, 1890s. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, like, them, them. But, like, as a, like, a widespread genre. Well, even so, it starts, it's more up. like the 20s and 30s when you get the pulp magazines coming out. Yeah. And Edgar and Rice Burroughs. And Edgar Rice Burroughs is even earlier. I mean, a lot of that stuff, he's the, he's the, a lot of that stuff is terrible. Mm-hmm. The fucking oh, yeah. Barsoom saga yeah. with John Carter of Mars. Those are, I read that first book you of that. That, that is movie was horrendous. actually pretty good. I read the I think I'm the only one that saw it, but... <laughs> read the first book. It is a pile of excrement. Okay, well, yeah, I don't expect it to be good. But it is awful. 
I mean, it was good. It's good for its like action scenes, which books are not good for. <laughs> no, they're not. But, but certainly, there it, it is. It is sci-fi. It is a, spl- sci-fi it's a, exploded it's a younger genre in terms of what, when it really blew up. Like H.G. Wells, yes. Jules Verne, yes. Compared to today's science fiction, or even like the '50s science fiction, is still it was still like a loose science stuff. Like well, or like Journey to the, the, the Earth and shit. Certainly, that was more like fantasy, creative, not really like sci-fi, like robots and shit. Well, the, part of the problem is that science fiction has been inextricably, you know, yeah, intimately. It's, it's, it's more linked with, with actual technology and fantasy. Certainly, so like authors wrote in both genres more or less interchangeably, especially early on. Robots versus elves. Well, they just kind of. They, I mean, they, they were working writers. They weren't writing things for oh, posterity. Like these pulp books. Yeah, they were writing shitty, st- writing a story, things. knocking yeah. some crap out to yeah. pay their rent. Hundred percent. And some of it has staying power, and a lot of it doesn't. You know, like a lot of the big names really don't hold up from the sci-fi fantasy. Early I mean, yeah, days. I mean, like the new Amazon series that just came out, uh, the Philip K. Dick anthology, Electric Dreams. Philip K. Dick is tough. Philip K. Dick, like he's re- he's written a thousand short stories that people have done better things with than his versions of things. No, he had cool ideas, but poor execution. Yeah, I'd say about I'd say the same thing for you know just about all of those people. Yeah, hundred percent. But the but the one thing, the one caveat there is that if you're making a movie in 2018 from a short story written in 1962, you damn well better do better than that. You have to update it. It's it's impossible. <laughs> but like no none of those. But at the same time, like Ray Bradbury wrote. Eight million short stories too, and a dozen novels, and what? Who knows what else? The stuff that was adapted of his in his lifetime. Like, have you ever seen the movie for Fahrenheit four fifty one? It's yes. pretty terrible. It's so bad. Sir. You like root for the farmer. I mean, like <laughs> Fahrenheit four fifty one is a very like in terms of like, I guess maybe their version of their definition of sci fi was different than ours now. Well, dystopian is a sci fi subgenre. I mean, dystopian can mean so broad a thing. Well, so like, sci fi. Yeah, like, certainly. Sci-fi. You have, but you have but s- like in that definition, the road is a sci fi because it's dystopian. Sure. So, like, solely because something takes place in the future doesn't mean it's sci-fi. But you know what? It doesn't even have to take place in the future to be sci-fi. I mean, it could now, be like now they have this. They have this whole like a lot of people nowadays don't believe in the genre. Like the writers say, sci-fi is not the thing. They believe in what's called speculative fiction. Michael Chabon's spoken about this. Yeah, it's like you don't like it's. Im- I guess it's just the li- the idea that science is what is def- defines the future is not true. I mean, I don't know. What the fuck well, it's like the same idea, like, like saying this is science fiction because it takes place on a spaceship. Because you science. wouldn't say Jane Austen is bucolic fiction because it takes place in a fucking rural part of England. Yeah, it's it's sci- science fiction. I guess as a name is not. It's it's too limited. Just because it takes place in certain time doesn't mean it involves science. No, I mean. I, 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 I am totally cool like with it, accepting like a wider range Back in the day, this fucking wrinkle in time was science fiction. Totally. Now it might be called Would a fantasy it, novel. Yeah, it's more fantasy because, oh, they're, they are stars and they travel through time with magic. And they're fighting against evil Satan. Well, then on the, uh, you, you've mentioned it earlier. One of the problems is there's hard science fiction and soft science fiction. Yeah, whereas, you know, like... Soft science fiction doesn't show penetration, whereas hard science fiction does. Let's open this other beer, and then we'll talk more about this fucking stupid book. If you can get your hands on a little more, even more Jesus, I want us to compare, because I have... A little more, even more Jesus from Evil Twin. It's, it's called this A is Little More, Even More Jesus? Not quite. This has been in the cellar, so I'm sharing this with you, gentlemen. By the way, can you tell me, what's the ABV on the Even More Jesus? Is it like 10.5 or something like that? 12. 12 even? 12% elk by yep, vault. That's what we want. Jesus Christ. Well, that's what, that's what we're talking about. This is also 12% elk by vault, and it's also <laughs> Evil Twin. <laughs> this one, though, has been sitting in my... Tell uh, me you love it. In my beer cellar, so we can't waste this can because this has been sitting around for a good while. This is even more cocoa Jesus, which is, I assume, even more Jesus with, and it says, "Oh my God, that ma- looks like tar." Maple syrup and is it coconut? 
Maple syrup and coconut. Yeah. All right. So There's did like we do this for Handmaid's Tale also? We might have. That is a but we did. We, I don't think we had. We have because I know we had the Anmas Toto Jesus for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. There's a lot of smells happening there. Oh man. All right. I'm, oh, gonna, I'm gonna have the original yeah. first. Yeah. The original. Yeah. Just like That's chocolate very beer. Coconut. Yeah. It's not the new one. The difference is dramatic. You know what? I don't like coconut. I don't. Coconut flavor or anything, but this is actually quite nice. Well, I think this is one of the best evil twin beers I've ever had. This coconut thing? I love this. I I love this one for some reason. I'm not sure it's better than that last one with the four paragraph long title. Well, that's a very different kind of it's kinda yeah. hard to compare. Yeah, yeah. But this is it's actually really nice. He's referring to the I'm having the worst dream and drinking. I'm a either beer. having the worst time. <laughs> I'm either having the a we're horrible gonna, nightmare. We're not going to remember that. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, it's like a paragraph long. Plus, story. we're not going to drink that for like a month. <laughs> I'm remembering from the future. I'm tesseracting all over. <laughs> I drink once. Uh, I drink so many beers, I tesseracted my pants. Once? Just once. Most of the times, I tesseract in a bush or behind a tree, or in between train cars, or on a parked car, or on a bum. And next on wait, wait, don't tell me. What happens next? Oh, oh, all right, so wait, Nate, what's your take on the two beers? I do really like the coconut. Like, I, I think... I think it balances this out, is, like, well the, it's, the this bad is a, parts. This is a huge beer, and it's, like, way too strong for this late. <laughs> it, uh, it, is, it is definitely good. I think the coconut takes what is a very good, very solid stout and takes it to, like, another kind mm-hmm. of place. I don't taste any maple syrup. Syrup, no, hundred percent. Maple no. syrup doesn't taste like anything. It has a very, very mild flavor. It's and I'm pretty sure I, I said this last time. You know, we talked we about the CBS when, when we had this. It has a very, very mild flavor, and so when you put it in something that has any other flavor at all, you're not going to taste the maple syrup. It's just going to be sweetness. So C- compared to the dark chocolate, coffee, and coconuts, maple syrup is not going to come through. No. So maybe what somebody should do is make like a maple syrup IPA or something like that. Something where the I, where the maple syrup could actually. No, I'm sure the Canadians hops, could do that. The hops will still overpower the maple syrup. I mean, mm-hmm. you could make a non-IPA, like a pilsner then, or something, or like any kind of beer that's not roasted barley, coffee beans, tar. Yeah, there's there's like a bunch of like pretty standard beers that aren't like a chocolate milkshake coffee bean. Thing. Well, I will tell you, I've had. Um, we'll find it. We'll find a reason to get it. One of the many other variations of the even more Jesus is even more Michigan. Barrel Jesus or something like that, Michigan mm-hmm. Maple Jesus, and it's m- aged in maple syrup, bourbon barrels, or something like that, and it you could definitely taste the sweetness there. Mm-hmm. I've had I b- every once in a while, I buy one bottle is one twelve ounce bottle is like ten bucks, so I buy one every once in a while, and then I like I don't want it to go to waste. Let me drink it right away, so I can't tell. I, I never have any around for stuff, but we'll find a reason to bomb it for the podcast. We'll just make an excuse to drink it. So they go and they defeat the Black Thing, ultimately, as you could imagine from the start of the book, because you're not love. a child. Literally. They, it's literally with love. They mm-hmm. huggle it to death. It's like, oh, they just feel, they just feel so much that Satan himself is going to be cast aside. They just yell, I love you at each other. I think they fucking do, don't they? They absolutely That's do. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard. They, I love you, Charles Wallace. Charles I love Wallace. You. I'm only going to refer to you by both of your names. I only love you that much. <laughs> not enough to say your name in a familial sense. Yeah. Yeah, that was fucking dumb as balls. Just like the rest of the book, though. So I guess in certain ways it kind of holds up. <laughs> it's consistent. Well, yeah. <laughs> so it's, well, it's, it's, you can't say it's inconsistent. Well, it's perfectly straightforward. We skipped a step, actually, because they, Did we? they get to the fucking... The squid planet? 
we forgot about that, yes. I mean, you know, they went to a squid planet where everyone's blind, but the nice squids take care of them. That's the end. Well, they're not squids. They're people, but instead of having fingers, they have squid limp tentacles they're, they're coming kinda, out of their hands. They're not really people. And they're they like ha- 12 feet tall. Yeah. They're, and they're, they cradle Meg and yeah. nurse her back to health. It's... Because she's petrified. All right, cool. The end. But it's weird as fucking shit. Mm-hmm. And her... So, and she calls it aunt, right? Aunt beast. Aunt beast. Yeah, which seems mean. Which also seems British, but, you know. Yeah, it does seem a little British. Yeah, yeah I, I, I really thought the they British were British thing. this whole time. It, it, I totally get the British thing. I thought that, too. Where's Madel- where was Madeline Le- Engle from? China. That can't be right. I don't know. That can't be right, no. Uh, look it up on the internet box. This is so not important. Oh, my God. But it could be. What if she's like, oh, she was raised in Saxonbury, Worcestershire. Huh? Was an American writer who wrote young adult fiction, oh, including... Crow? She was from Sheboygan. Was born in New York City. Woo-hoo. Jesus. Which borough? Was she born before there were boroughs? 1918. Uh, there are boroughs. There are boroughs. She's probably born in fucking... Staten Island. <laughs> New York City private school. Oh, there you go. At one point... No, wait, hold on. So that's why she called the bag. At one point, she thing. lived in France. At one point, a family moved to a chateau near Chamonix in the French Alps. Oh, so she's Not a Chamonix. fucking rich woman. In the French Alps, yeah. Oh, man, she'd be 100 this year. Boarding school, attended another boarding school, Ashley Hall in Charleston, South Carolina. Okay, so that's two reasons why she called the bad guy the black thing. She attended <laughs> Smith College. <laughs> Where's Smith? Smith is in a... Um, to moved to Connecticut in 1952. It's one of those... And then died. Fancy schools. According to my skimming of Wikipedia, she never lived in England. She just... Oh, she was sent to a boarding school in Switzerland. Well, I mean, there's, there's really no reason for us to have assumed it's English. It just has a it, vibe. It just has it an just, English vibe. Like, when I read it, it too. just seemed English. Well, I mean, that's because I, was, because I was really making it up, and I never saw anything to contradict my assumptions. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was nothing inherently American about it, or English, really. So. Well, maybe it's just the boarding school thing that seeped into her. Language. I mean, even, like, I, I guess, but there was no national discerning characteristics in any of it. No, it wasn't like... I mean, we knew, we knew she was from an English-speaking country because it wasn't translated, so it was like England or America, but there was nothing like... And then they had tea and crumpets, or, and then they had a bunch of baby back ribs, so like, there's no way to really tell. And then they had bacon, but they called it rashers, or whatever the fuck it is. Is that what, is that a thing? Yep. Mm-hmm. I, was in, I was in England, I was in London uh, a few weeks ago, and bacon was confusing over there. Well, they have, that, they have a ham. It's like just it ham, but they yeah. call it bacon. I'm like, this is not a strip of bacon. This is like a fucking. No, no, no. They, they, piece that's, of ham. that's their. Uh, it's fatty bacon, is our bacon. Well, that's America for you. I mean, that's the good bacon. I mean, ham's cool too, but it's not good as bacon. Ham's great. I mean, that's why I imagine in the future we'll talk about children on a deserted island killing a pig. Because ham's delicious. The Lord of the Pigs. Was that, was that what it was called? Yeah, it was. All right. I remember that now. From the future. When I tesseracted. We have one more beer. What? Another whole beer. Which ties in with the whole thing. So, like, we talked about Jesus and even more Jesus and even more black Jesus. I mean, Coco Jesus. But we have... Coco Jesus. That's what the fucking thing is called. Oh, shit. Yeah, it is. I'm not being racist. No, I mean, yeah. This book book is... book's not racist, actually. It's not at all. All right. So, I don't know who brought this because it wasn't there. That was me. This is called... Yes. It's by Burial Beer Company. And it's called The Prayer. It is a Belgian blonde ale. Oh, thank God. With mangoes and honey. This sounds oh, delicious. I don't know about that. But I mean, it's probably pretty good. There's a whole, I'm not going to read all these words right now. 
And is they are from Asheville, North Carolina. Here, that is really confusing. In terms of in terms of like blonde Belgian ales. See, this is exciting. I like the idea of taking like a a I built blonde and Belgian blonde Belgian blonde ale. Belgian blonde 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 means nothing to me. Like those are boring as fuck. Adding some Belgians are my favorite. Oh yeah, I know you like things that get invaded in World Wars. I do, I do. I want them to have a. I want them to feel like they're gonna lose. It, I only like my beers I, if the Germans like, walk through I them. I feel like I, I love a test, a taste of desperation. And Walloon ales. Also, it's South Carolina, so you know they. I mean, they lost all the wars they've ever been involved in. So. North Carolina. Same fucking thing. Oh, people of the other Carolina, please don't judge us based on Jimmy. Neither of them can read. <laughs> They'll uh, both judge us now. Which one is the Saul Palmetto State? That's South, South Carolina. That's South, right? They have like a little palm tree on their flag. They're the ones whose state flag is a Confederate flag, I believe. Isn't that yes. Maryland? No, no it's South Carolina. South oh, Maryland has like that crazy. South Carolina state flag. It looks flag. like a NASCAR jersey flag. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. no, South Carolina is is the uh, is, is the um, Confederate, Confederate battle flag. flag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, because that's not fl- the white flag, which no, is no, the real Confederate the battle flag. flag. Yeah. yeah, there's a whole thing there about the flags. Well, this has nothing to do with the Wrinkle in no, Time. No, no, no. Fuck South Carolina. My Wrinkle in the Balls. It's sweaty as shit there. Oh, is it? It smells what, really nice there. What do you think of yours, gentlemen? It's a nice light one to end on. It is a very light one. It's a very, in terms of Belgians, it's very subtle. Well, that's Belgians in general, though. I mean, a lot of the Belgians I had have been very pungent or flavorful. And like, they're, just, they're a lot sweeter than a lot of... A lot of Belgian, you know, tr- triples and doubles and quadruples, like the big, strong Belgian beers, they just pour sugar into it to make it sweeter. And it works out great. And they use candy sugar, C-A-N-D-I, candy sugar, which sounds like a stripper. Candy. Yeah, definitely. Candy with an eye is definitely yeah, a stripper. Definitely. And I, just, I know this just from reading homebrew books. They have these other things in there, and Belgian beers are, are more about the really fine process of making it, you know, really controlling the yeast and the temperature it's and all like those It's like a tradition things. kind of thing. Yeah, it, it, and it's they make beers that are more, you need to really have a refined palate a to fr- appreciate. A friend of mine makes it grew special. up there, and he said there's like a, there's like a long street where all the breweries just have like bars where you can go to and just try all the fucking beers. That sounds awesome. I mean, probably die young, but... but Maybe a sponsor can send us there. Yeah. That'd be sweet. Or just one of... We can go to there and they can sponsor us. Like an asking. Just one trip. We drink them all. We write a book about Belgium. Can't even uh, imagine Belgian, one. Bel- Belgian beers are my favorite. I think Belgium... I, li- I like the sweet beers. Well, what's interesting, like Belgium, right, think of their neighbors. French beers don't exist. Doesn't exist. I mean, they are French beers, but no, like French wine is way more beers. important. Mm-hmm. And German beers are boring. Yeah, I mean, they're very straight. They're very straightforward. Well, they're very, like, efficient. Germans aren't known for their adventurousness. They're like, oh, yeah, this is very clean. This beer is fine. You will not complain about it. <laughs> like, they're, they don't have anything added to them. It's just water, hops, barley, and yeast. They're very straightforward. So, like, that kind of thing doesn't appeal to me because I don't have the palate to appreciate that. Yeah, it's like... And that's like not... I'm not interested in learning how to... Infinitesimal differences. It's like, oh, this one uses a little bit more of the dark roasted crystal malt than the last one. I like that. So, Belgians wouldn't appreciate the 12% coconut, even more coconut. I, mean, they I think the Belgians I, would. Belgians like, that's like people, the wild they, west yeah. of beer. Like, like they go Belgians, fucking bananas. Like, Belgians, like, their whole... I, they don't even have a government. Like they're all about beer. They almost had a fucking civil war a couple years ago. Yeah, like they they've been they've been governmentless for Wait, a decade. Belgium I almost that was the Netherlands. No, it's Belgium, Belgium almost split in half in like 2007. They have separatist movements with like, like, like the, four the square it's, miles. It's the Flemish and the Walloons. The, the well, yeah, okay, it's like yeah. the French speaking and the Flemish speaking peoples. They're like they don't want to be a country, but but they all make great beer and mm. and nice chocolates. Yeah, I mean it's a we- and, and, and top notch waffles, top notch. 
it's a weird country. It's just like this little like corner of Europe, and all this cool shit comes from there, and I don't know why. Well, because they're not involved in like wars or like any crazy shit. They're just like, hey man, let's just fucking make good beer and waffles and chocolate. And now that we're done raping every, Africa, everyone leave us alone. Yeah, they also raped Africa for a while, but. Where does the chocolate come from? Africa. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, <laughs> there might be a connection. Actually, Toto's song, Africa, is based on the Belgian conquest of the Congo. Really? No. <laughs> That's right. King Leopold wouldn't face the rains down in Africa. All right. So I how about we just finish up this episode by talking about how stupid this book is Well, a couple more minutes? The book is fucking stupid. Yeah. I read it, and, you know, as Jimmy said before, I remember seeing this at the library. I could see the entire scene in my head of that book on the shelf, and every other book doesn't matter. And this, it's like this weird, like dream weaver, fucking nostalgia thing where I see the book on the shelf, and it has the most exciting cover I've ever seen in a book. And I tried to read it several times as a kid, and I wasn't a good reader. I wasn't that smart, or you know, whatever it was. Uh, it's a shitty book. When I finally read it, I was like, "Why was that the cover?" That cover had nothing to do with. I mean, it had mm-hmm. very. It had a little bit to do with the book, but not much. That cover was total fucking adolescent clickbait before that was a thing. Uh, I'm pretty sure that even though I definitely remember reading it, probably what I did is I started it and then I just didn't continue reading it because I had no idea what was going on. The Jesus. And him, the Jesus. Give me even more Jesus. I'm not letting this go to waste. So. Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I had no idea what was going on. I probably didn't finish it. I know I started it, though. And now, okay, so here, here's something to talk about. At the beginning of the version that I read, there's a little section from the author saying, uh, children really like this book, but adults don't. And she says it's because adults are closed-minded and children are open-minded. And when you're open-minded, you'll like this book. That's I don't know. What do you think? horse shit. Yeah, definitely. That's what a bunch of bullshit that is. Yeah. Oh, you don't like this book because you're closed-minded. Thanks. You sound like a fucking jazz musician. That is some bullshit. You can't appreciate my art because you're too closed off to the world of creativity. You, it's an acquired taste. That is some horse fucking nuggets to say. Oh, only children get it because only children can see the promise and but the only genius. Only children are stupid enough to get this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's because adults are like I understand what she's saying. In, in a like, if I if I if she had just made that statement right. There are some books that only children like and adults hate. If she had said that because, you know, like that without referencing a specific book. If she had said because it's a children's yeah, book. If she, if she, ha- go, if she oh, hadn't yeah, said it's because okay. adults are stupid. Well, I, to adults I are mean, closed-minded. Yeah. Closed-minded, like, yes. But certainly, like, but that's not why yeah, adults it's, it's don't not like this because, book. It's not because we're closed-minded that we don't like this book. No. It, like, we a read lot a lot of wrong. books and we're pretty open-minded about shit. This book is just dumb. I like YA books. I like, I, I enjoy young adult fiction. Yeah. It's easy. It's fun. Like, I really dig it. Like, I just read the fucking John Green book that came out. Yeah. I was loved it. It was fun. I thought the Hunger Games were fine. <laughs> I've actually never read those, but. They're all right. I, mean, I like, I like easy, like the fucking pablum. You know, I like the stuff that's not hard. I have mm-hmm. nothing wrong with it. I find nothing wrong with it. However, to say that I, like, I'm closed-minded because I don't get it, I resent that. That's insulting. Kids are not discerning enough. And this book is like strangely religious nonsense. It's propaganda, like with weird if, sci-fi mixed in. If it had just been, it's like C.S. Lewis. if it had just been where they said, you know, who's been fighting is a black thing. I'm like, of course, Jesus. I was like, okay, that's weird. And then he says after that, and Buddha, 
and Gandhi and Mozart and all shit. That would be fine. Like, okay, all right, Jesus was first, but that's, you know, it's the 60s in America. Cool. But then there's a bunch of other weird passages where she's talking about, uh, like, the aliens are talking. Like, literally, aliens are talking to the kids. Or the dad talking to kids. It's like, well, God has a plan for every one of us. It's like, oh, okay. This book means something different. Yeah. It's, it's like if it, had, if it had just been the first thing where it's like all these people battling against the black thing. All right. I'll give them that. But the side side notes about how God is, you know, you know, Lord of the squid things. All right. This is this is taking a turn. And he made them in his image. I, that says a lot. Listen, I'm not a particularly religious person, even though I was raised a Catholic. There are appealing things about the historical Christ figure. Like, I could totally get on board. He seems like a cool dude. He's a very cool dude. Like, I, I could totally be like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, great. You know what? If you want to just select the things that historical Jesus said, those are fine things to, to hold, hang your hat on. This is like the... Uh, the, the like Sermon on the Mouth. And Jesus Sermon on the Nazareth Mount. by Thomas Jefferson or whatever. Oh, when he cut out the stuff he liked? Cut out all, he cut out all the, the uh, child of God stuff. Yeah, he just took all the, the supernatural he, shit. He just took the stuff of like be nice to poor people. Yeah, don't be a dick. The end. But he also cut out the part where it was like, don't fuck your slaves. Well, yeah, he was gonna cut that part. He mm-hmm. loved fucking slaves. I mean, that's an easy joke. I, mean, I totally easier than fucking easy a slave. You own them. It's fucked up. It's definitely fucked up. He but start, he started in America. <laughs> but the thing is, like, if you want to get on board and like historical Jesus, fine, great, interesting fact, interesting character, said a lot of things that were pretty progressive for his time. I mean, that you don't have to be. It's a pretty hard person. to find objectionable stuff with historical Jesus talking. Like, right. Hey, if, if you ignore the, the don't God be a part, dick. it's like, hey, do unto others. Or that's the golden rule. Fine. Hey, you know, worry about yourself. Like, I'm trying to think. Like, oh yeah, be charitable, be kind. It boils down to don't, don't be an people. asshole. It's that's pretty pretty cool. straightforward. I think that's great advice. Can't fail to get on board with that. That sounds like anyone solid who's advice. like I'm against that is probably a dick. Yeah. But then when you're like, oh, what's fighting the black thing? Jesus. Um, how so? And also Beethoven. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, th- that was when it's like, oh, he wrote the, you know, Beethoven's fifth because he was really fighting against an interdimensional uh, evil <laughs> being. Like, all right, I swear I started to kind of lose you. I don't know. Charles Dickens. Like, just naming other people who may- were creative. You know, the thing was, is that it was Stupid. like, it was Jesus, Buddha, Gandhi, and a bunch of artists. It wasn't like Martin Luther King or... People who really fought for like the you know the prog- the progress of humanity. It was people who wrote good symphonies. Well, it's also like Van Gogh is an interesting choice. Yeah, that's Van not... Gogh wasn't even like a religious artist. No, certainly. He painted paintings of fucking flowers he and had, his cut he off He had ear. a weird vibe of colors, but he did not try to fight against good and evil. He fucked a lot of whores. I mean, probably he's got one ear. He did. He cut up. No his one's fucking... gonna fuck a dude with one ear. He cut off his ear and he gave it to a whore. Well, it's because he was he was insane. She wanted that ear. He was crazy. Allstate. So what? <laughs> so what beer do you think was best? Do you think wins today? It's a tough one. This one good beer here actually. I really enjoyed the majority of these beers. I actually, remember. I actually remember. enjoyed. All right. How about in terms of name? In, um, this is a good one. Like, Inevitable Inven- Adventure is really good. That's Be- a fun name. Because I mean, granted that works for every young adult novel ever, but that is a good oh, name. Like, not even young adult, but like most novels. Well, yeah, anything that's not one of those stupid novels where like nothing happens and people just She's investigate themselves or something. Eat, play, love. There's an adventure there. Eat, play, love. There's eating, praying, and loving. Hashtag eat, pray, love. Do you want to do that next week? Do you want to read, eat, pray, love? We should read that for Mother's Day. Oh, God. 
<laughs> I wish you hadn't said that. I'm cutting that. Because now we have to do it. No, we could just watch the Julia Roberts movie. Eat, pray, love trips are a real thing people do. Let's go on one, guys. Let's go to a fantastic place and just eat, pray, love. Well, except How about White Castle? I love White Castle. <laughs> we'll eat so White Castle. We'll pray we don't shit our pants. Let's get we'll it. love <laughs> ourselves. I'll bring, a, I'll bring a Crave case next time. It's a suitcase full I know. Of it's, 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 is, it, is that the 30 or is that the 100? Uh, I believe it's only 25. You can, you can get 100. Well, food, but then it's a bigger Crave case. Isn't that a Crave crate? Probably not. Back to ending this episode. All right, so this this all right. We're, we're cool talking about the book. The book is stupid. Yeah, the book's stupid. Book's stupid. Period. And there the are movie, three sequels. The movie's gonna, gonna be gonna, the movie's gonna be great though. Well, because they're gonna they're gonna add enough to make it not stupid, and there's gonna be special effects. Honestly, like I think the, it's movie still gonna probably, be the movie probably it will probably be okay because I feel like they're gonna take out all the Christian propaganda because it's not a thing anymore. I think they're also gonna make it. Mm. I think they're gonna make it. I think it's still gonna be unsuccessful. That's my that's my prediction. It's not gonna be. A, yeah. it's not I don't think it's gonna be a fucking winner, but. It might, it might not be big names. It might not be terrible. With Oprah's name on there, well, they had to pay Oprah a billion dollars to be in it, so they got to make a lot of money to do this. Mm-hmm. There will not be a sequel. There are three sequel they books. They can't afford a sequel. Are we going to read the sequel books? No. no. Nope. A wind in the door. No. A swiftly t- tilting planet. No. Nope. I forgot what the fourth one's called. No. A crinkle in the biscuit. Another wrinkle in time. I mean, it fucking might be on. A. Yeah, I have no idea what it's called. All right, so uh, tell beers. us what you thought. No, no, uh, we got no the beers. That's what I was trying to get I you know. guys to All talk right. about. I know, but uh, Inevitable Adventure is my pick for best name. What do you guys think? Best name, yeah. Yeah, sure. Best beer? Best beer? I don't know. I mean, Coco Jesus is definitely good. I feel like Fort was the best one, even though I don't like raspberry. Fort was pretty intense. Like, I, if it was not raspberry, which is really its focal point, I'd like it more. But the rest of them were either fine or unobjectionable, or I did not like. Which one did you not like? I did not like the. I'm, I'm not a big like cocoa or like I mean stout ones. Like the coconut one was better than the other one solely because it was different from the r- other one. But I would not generally want to eat or drink a <laughs> coconut flavored thing. But it was better than the other one. So tell us what you thought. Follow us on Twitter at DrunkGuysBC, as in book club, or or send us an email to DrunkGuysBookClub at gmail.com, or go to Facebook at facebook.com slash DrunkGuysBookClub, or visit our website, DrunkGuysBookClub.com. Wherever you go, just take an extra moment, please, and uh, give us a review wherever you're listening to us, and round it up to five stars just to save yourself the effort, and uh, write us a comment, tell us what you thought. In the meantime, you could start preparing for our next episode. Next week, we're going to read Armada by Ernest Klein. We'll see you then. Thank you.